Welcome everyone to Dead Talk Live. I'm your host Viz from Walking Dead Now. I want to welcome all of our viewers tonight. If you're joining us for the first time and want more information about our show, please visit our website right up there, deadtalklive.com. And as always, if you haven't already done so, please visit our YouTube channel, which is called Walking Dead Now. And please go ahead and subscribe. I want to welcome all of our viewers tonight who are joining us. And let's start with uh, the Instagram people tonight. Uh, let's see, got to scroll all the way up. Zachary is with us. ABC, Daniel, uh, Myth is with us. Irvital, Anna Flower, Holly, Brivich is joining us. Terry, Samperson, CC Wheezy. Welcome to all of you guys. Saz is going to be moderating tonight. Uh, Carlos is with us on Facebook, as is Jennifer and John Wesley. Hello. Lolda is joining us, saying good morning. Lindsay Sparks is also with us. Kat is joining us. Lynn Montenegro, Pedro Zanders is with us on YouTube as well, as is Singer Chick. So, I hope you guys enjoyed our chat yesterday with Michael Satrazimus. Uh, it was a very fascinating conversation. I learned a whole bunch of stuff that I had no idea about before. Uh, it was a real treat to talk to Michael, someone who has been a part of the Walking Dead uh, universe from the very beginning, uh, part of the original gang, like he said as well, uh, and is still extremely active. He's an executive producer on Fear and director on both uh, Fear of the Walking Dead as well as The Walking Dead. So I hope all you guys really enjoyed that conversation. It was a real treat to have him with us. And uh, it was just absolutely fascinating. So Singer Chick writes, uh, that was fantastic. Really great interview. Loved it. Uh, I'm glad, Singer. Uh, Lindsay is thanking me for the shout out. No problem, Lindsay, on Facebook. Uh, so let's see. Just going through back and forth through all the chats. Shahan is with us and waving on Instagram. So... News alert. Uh, this was released a little bit over 24 hours ago, guys, but the season finale of The Walking Dead that we're getting Sunday, October 4th, is going to be 90 minutes long. Uh, no real big surprise. Uh, we, I kind of expected it was not going to be a regular one-hour episode, so they're giving us a treat. I'm sure they put in some scenes that might have originally been deleted, but it's going to be a 90-minute episode, 90 minutes. So we get, you know, some bonus in the Walking Dead finale of season 10 on October 4th, which is coming up. It's coming up. Uh, August is almost done. We have like two days left in August, and then it's September. And this weekend, tomorrow, they're starting the countdown on AMC. Uh, or was it today? I forgot if it was today or they're doing it tomorrow. Starting with uh, Season 1, Episode 1. And it's going to play straight on through to October 4th. Uh, till we get to that finale. So, you know, the clock is running. Samperson92 on Instagram writes, 90 minutes of The Walking Dead. Love it. Zachary also writes, so hyped on Instagram. 
Anna Flower is giving us love faces. Uh, Super Grand on Instagram writes, I'm just on season 10, episode 13. Oh, you still got plenty of time to catch up. You've got just 14 and 15 to watch and you'll be all caught up. Uh, Zachary on Instagram writes, they're going to have uh, the Walking Dead marathon, right? Well, what they're going to do is on the weekends. That's how they normally do it. And as we get closer to October 4th, it might go over into the weekdays. Either way, uh, if you have AMC starting this weekend, you can watch every single episode of The Walking Dead uh, if you don't have any other access to it. You know, so they do that before every season premiere. They've been doing it for many, many years now. Uh, whether it's a mid-season premiere or an actual season premiere, they've, they've been doing this for a long time. And I think it's a great idea. Uh, let's see. Abby on Instagram writes, I'm so glad I decided to watch tonight. So sorry for missing some of the lives. I've been busy with school. No problem, Abby. We're very grateful that you're joining us tonight. Super Grand writes, I love your t-shirt. Thank you so much, Super. Seaworth99 writes, uh, Sam, I think it's on Amazon Prime. So, uh, going on to some news, Melissa McBride, Carol, Carol's character was almost killed on the show. I think we might have mentioned this in passing in prior episodes. So, let me just go ahead and read a snippet on how they did not know what to do with Carol's character especially after season two. They really seriously bounced around the idea of uh, giving Carol the fate that she had in the comic books. So let's go ahead and read. Carol, played by Melissa McBride, has been on quite the journey in The Walking Dead, having overcome several difficult obstacles. She has endured an abusive marriage, lost her daughter, Sophia, and watched many of those she loved die in the zombie apocalypse. However, despite everything that has been thrown her way, she has come out stronger and tougher. But it seems that wasn't always going to be the case. As creator Robert uh, Kirkman explained, they almost followed the same storyline in the Walking Dead comics in the AMC TV series. In the graphic novels, Carol was killed off in issue 41 as she spiraled into a state of manic depression. Having lost her daughter, Sophia, and adopted son, Henry, uh, played by uh, Matt Lintz, uh, Carol felt there was no point in carrying on. As a result, she offered up her neck to a chained zombie allowing it to take a bite and infect her. Carol died from the infection, but then reanimated as a walker before Andrea shot her in the head. While this storyline hasn't appeared in the TV show, Kirkman admitted it was a tough one to decide on. Speaking on Q&A with fandom, he was asked if any storylines which were better than the graphic novels and he goes on to say i think the biggest one is probably melissa mcbride's entire arc 
he stated, I think everything that we've done with Carol's character in the show is leaps and bounds way better than anything we did with Carol in the comic book series. But there was a lot, I think. But it wasn't just Carol's character who was much different in the television series. Robert continued Morgan's character. The stuff we did with Lenny James on the show, I think, is far superior than what we did with Morgan, played by Lenny James on the TV show, in the comic books. Morgan appeared in season one just after Rick Grimes, played by Andrew Lincoln, woke up in the hospital to find a zombie apocalypse has happened. Uh, so there you guys go. Uh, they did. Re they really did not know what to do with Carol's character in season three. I'm grateful they chose the path they did uh, and built her up into this amazing badass that we have today. She's an amazing character. And I'm going to turn on the YouTube feed because I think the chats are going in and out. And I don't want to miss the YouTube chats along with everybody else's. So uh, let's see. Gypsy Road writes great info. Uh, Caleb on YouTube writes, Viz, is there any chance we could get Mr. Kirkman on as a guest? Absolutely, there's a chance. Uh, no doubt about it. Uh, uh, Lindsay Sparks writes on Facebook, Carol is an amazing character. She is. She is. Uh, I love Melissa McBride. Caden uh, on YouTube writes, I want to see a game about the beginning of The Walking Dead, like as Carol or Daryl or like Carl. Uh, there are so many different games out there. There's a new one coming out that's actually going to have the TV characters in it. I don't know how many of you guys knew that. Uh, I've seen it mentioned so many times over the last several days, but the title of this new game is escaping me right now. Caden uh, writes, Is it true about the zombies starting from aliens? That's something that Kirkman said. Uh, remember, guys, Robert Kirkman created The Walking Dead. He can make the origin of the apocalypse whatever he wants it to be. And he said the aliens, you know, thing as a, I believe as a joke in passing. But he's leaving it to everyone's imagination for right now. Now, as we progress into the movies, into World Beyond, are they actually going to delve into uh, some background to where they might have actually discovered where this thing came from? Maybe. My, I think it would be great to get some information. Uh, or maybe it's just great to just leave it up to our imaginations and let everyone come up to uh, come up with their own, you know, hypothesis on where this zombie virus originated from. So Gypsy Road writes, I hope not from aliens. Uh, yeah, well, you know, it would kind of make it less credible, uh, the aliens thing or a meteor passing by the earth or something like that. I've seen movies that they've used that as an explanation as well. So anyway, uh, let's see. What else do we have for you guys? We have uh, it's actually for a Saturday. It was a pretty busy news day today. Hey, Kristen on YouTube. 
Diana is with us on YouTube. Diana, I hope you got to see yesterday's show. I did read your question to Michael. Uh, so I hope you actually got to see that. Gypsy writes, I like it better when uh, man tries to create uh, cures, but creates death instead. That's very fascinating. It is. So uh, I mentioned a while ago, a real while ago, that Jeffrey Dean Morgan was interested in a role in the hit Amazon Prime series, The Boys. Not for him to leave The Walking Dead, because he, he has a commitment to The Walking Dead uh, for quite a while, I think. But because of the pandemic, the ongoing coronavirus, and the scheduling just being completely flipped upside down, that's been all but ruled out because of scheduling conflicts. So if any of you guys watched The Boys and were looking forward to seeing J.D. Morgan on it, he's not going to be appearing. Uh, he's very much would like to be on the show, but it's not something he can do because of his commitments to The Walking Dead. The scheduling just does not line up. So, Caden uh, writes on YouTube, The transformation for, for Carol is incredible, coming from a married woman who was abused to a badass. I love it. Mary on Facebook is saying, Hello, hello, Mary. Diana writes, I wasn't able to because I had to get ready for scuba diving today. All right, well, you can watch the replay, Diana. I did ask Michael your question, so you might be interested in checking out his answer. Uh, let's see. Kristen Davis writes, end is mine. Kat writes, totally agree, singer. A lot of credit goes to Melissa for how she played Carol. Welcome, Kimmy. Kimberly Smith is with us on YouTube. Welcome, Kimmy. Uh, Mary61Mom is also with us on Instagram. Welcome, Mary61Mom. John has given us a thumbs up on Instagram. Janie Joe from Canada has given us lots of love hearts. Uh, Dial Nichols is with us as well. Ada is also waving at us on Instagram. So, welcome to all you guys. Uh, let's see. Uh, Shaiv writes, Did, are they preparing for season 11? We're going to get six extra episodes after season 10. So that's going to start shooting sometime in October, November. And then they're going to start working on season 11. So once these guys get to work in October, November shooting, they're going to be there for a while. And we have a call coming in. Hello, you're on Dead Talk Live with Viz. What's your name? Hey, Viz, uh, this is Gypsy Road. Hey, Gypsy Road, what's up, my man? I have to say, I, I, I don't, <laughs> I know, I know it, the, the possibility, like you said, could be, but, you know, the whole show is about how people survive off the land through this apocalypse, you know, this, this death. Yep. And it, it would feel a little cheap if everything was created by by aliens when you know yeah. they're trying to defeat people who are trying to defeat people so i think i think it was a joke yeah <laughs> oh yeah he was just kidding I mean, he was just kidding i mean it would be interesting i mean <laughs> I, I would say but i just think it would take away a little bit from the show if they said it was aliens but, i mean i would accept it 
but I just hope they stay away from the yeah, aliens. Yeah, I don't think so. Because, first of all, let's say <laughs> if it was aliens, how do they prove it? How do they know it? You know, it's just, it's not, he was just joking. He was just joking. Uh, he, I mean, he created it. He can make the origin whatever he wants it to oh, be. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but I think he was just playing yeah. around. He was kidding. Yeah, and even, well, even if you create it for a, a comic, you don't necessarily have to transfer it, you know, transfer it over to the TV. It'd just be weird. You know, you're watching Walking Dead, right? You're seeing this big battle. Then all of a sudden, you see this little spaceship coming <laughs> <laughs> here, dropping off another virus. But yeah. then I, call, I wanted to call and say, Hey, I love your interview yesterday Thank with you. Michael. Thank I, you. I, I, I love hearing from directors because it's just, I don't think a lot of people understand that TV directors, there's a lot of pressure because when you direct a movie, you have, you most of the time you only have one director from A to Z, from mm-hmm. their point of view, from all the way to A to Z. But when you're a TV actor, you know, you get episode five, 10 and 11, it's not like they have other episodes already done. You know, they just, you know, one episode's done. They keep wrapping it. They keep making it. And to have that same rhythm, to come in to create the same rhythm going forward without actually seeing footage from the previous episode they're just making, mm-hmm. it's really amazing piece of work that these TV directors actually go through versus a movie director. Uh, absolutely. I agree with you. And I don't know if you heard the part where I asked him, from the from the beginning of an episode, from the first time he yells action to the end of an episode where he says it's a wrap, they get uh, nine days for premieres, yes. whether it's season premieres or mid-season premieres and finales, and they get only eight days for the rest. That is not a lot of time, guys. You're like, nine days? No. Oh, that's a lot of time. No, you got to remember, some of these scene sequences, like we've heard, from previous guests, like the fight scene between Negan and Simon, and even Sabrina Gennarino, who played Tommy L, her death scene and her getting grinded up as Tommy L, <laughs> those take two days to film. Oh, easily. Yeah. It's not like the streaming. Uh, not, it's not like the streaming shows where you have like eight episodes, you know, and they have time to create it and then drop it. You know, yeah. you're talking 19 or 20 episodes, so yeah. you got to be on your game. And sometimes, even though they're filming like episode five, they're actually filming some parts for their other episode down the line. Yeah, you know, and then you know you're trying to make everything lined up. So, I'm, I I love when you have guests like directors because it's just intriguing to hear their stories about being with an actor. You know, a question I always wanted to ask an actor. Uh-huh. What's it like being an actor and having di- different directors for every episode? I'm always wondering what's that like? You know, you have one boss for this and then you have another boss for this one, another mm-hmm. boss. But luckily, Walking Dead, this guy is like homegrown. Oh, yeah. You know, he, he, like he no, said, he's part of the OG. He's yeah. part of the original gang and he has earned, uh, he was there with everybody when they came in. So he, he has the, to say he has the respect from everyone is an understatement. Uh, but I totally agree with you in what you're saying about the difficulties that go into uh, filming a TV show, and especially The Walking Dead, and just putting well, yeah. all that together. And I'm, I know I'm a, I'm a video geek, and I wanted to, you know, I didn't do it because I it would probably would have put the audience to sleep. But I wanted to get into technical details and frames per second, and the shooting, yeah. <laughs> and the angles, and all that. Uh, oh, I'll leave that for you. another time, but 
I mean, I it's just fascinating. You're like me. Yeah. You're yeah. like me. You like me. You like like me. Where we're geeks. Like like the best thing on Disney Plus is the how they made the Mandalorian behind the scenes. I exactly. love that stuff. How they yeah. do it. Yeah. You know, but the Walking Dead. You know, they're not doing eight episodes. They're doing nineteen and twenty. Yeah. To pull something out and not even they're not even thirty minute sitcoms. They're at one hour. Mm-hmm. Well, forty five minutes if you take the commercials out. Exactly. You know these are long shows they got to do. So I just wanted to call to say, hey, I, I love having directors. If we get more directors, I'm there. I mean, <laughs> I, I, awesome. Awesome. So fascinating. Yeah, yeah. I want to get. Uh, we're trying to get Robert Kirkman. I want to get the creator on this show oh. and have a one-on-one with him because I think that would be just amazing as well. Oh, I'll, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be the first one in your chat, ready to hear that one. <laughs> All right. So, I awesome. want to say good job, congratulations, Thank and you. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll be back in the chat and making some comments. All right, man. Talk to you soon. Bye bye. See you later. Bye. See you later. All right. That was our longtime viewer, Gypsy Road. You can check out his channel on YouTube. It's called Gypsy Road. So thank you so much, Gypsy, for calling in. Uh, let's see what was going on in the chats. Uh, Singer writes, I went to Sonori last year and took the studio tour. Once you've been there and seen it all, you get a whole new respect for everyone involved in bringing it to the screen. You can imagine Junior James uh, is with us on YouTube. Caleb writes, it would be awesome if Viz was a zombie extra on the show. I don't know if I'd want to be a zombie extra. I really don't. Like, if I get a call tomorrow and say, hey, do you want to be a zombie extra? I would say, yeah. You know? Uh, I would, you know, I, I, you know, if someone gave me the, uh, the choice of being either a walker extra on the show or like a background character on the show i would probably choose background character that's just my opinion i know a lot of people a lot of our viewers would love to be walkers uh, i would i'd be perfectly content with just being one of the guys that they you know on the camera just standing in the background <laughs> uh, I'm a white boy who writes. A good friend of mine was a zombie in Resident Evil 2 in Toronto. Raccoon City is Toronto. Oh, Resident Evil 2. It's a good one. I saw that. Devana is joining us on YouTube as well. Cat uh, says, great call, Gypsy. Uh, Gypsy also goes on to say, I would love to be an extra zombie. Sign me up. I'll do it with you, Viz. Uh, let's see, Cheryl's with us on Facebook saying, I miss Glenn. Oh, yeah. Let's see, Kat says, Saz, I'm too scared to wear contacts. Uh, I've been wearing contacts from a very, very young age because I am blind as a bat, guys. So that that's the, my little piece of information that I haven't shared with you guys yet. Running out of stuff to share, but yes, I am blind as a bat. Uh, Abby on Instagram writes, I'm having a Fear the Walking Dead marathon. Nick is my favorite. I will try not to spoil it for you. I don't know where you are in the show. Uh, Kaden on YouTube writes, Was Michonne's sword specially made? Uh, from what I've seen and heard, the, the handle of the blade was specially designed because of all the fake blood that would keep getting on it, they specially designed the handle 
so it would be easier to clean between takes. I have read that. Don't remember where, but I believe that is a fact. I really do. Justin is saying hello on YouTube. So let's see. I've got some, uh, found some pretty kick-ass, speaking of Fear of the Walking Dead, I found some pretty kick-ass pictures today of the badass women of Fear of the Walking Dead. So let's check some of these out, all right? There we have, we have uh, Al, uh, we have Luciana and Alicia on the right. The badass women of Fear of the Walking Dead. And now I also have two great shots of Alicia by herself. There is Alicia Debnam Carey, the actress who plays Alicia on Fear of the Walking Dead. Awesome shot right here. And I've got one more of her. This is actually a uh, promo for the upcoming season that came out along with the uh, Morgan teaser that I showed in the beginning of yesterday's episode. They released a whole bunch of pictures, and this is one of them. You know, basically teasing, is Alicia going to go over to the dark side? Uh, we know she's been the protector, taking on the role of the protector of the group in um, Fear the Walking Dead. And, you know, people love to speculate whenever teasers or new stills drop from a show. Is she going to flip over to the dark side? Uh, we still have a lot to see from Alicia's character arc on Fear the Walking Dead. Her character arc is nowhere near being complete. She is still going to go through a lot of transformations. Mark my words, guys. We have, you know, Alicia's character arc is nowhere near being complete. Catherine Roberts is with us on Facebook. No worries in being late. We're very grateful to have you with us, Catherine. Uh, Kaden on YouTube writes, I feel like Morgan is going to become bad. Oh, you know, I was just stunned at the amount of articles that hit my inbox today that because of that teaser where Morgan is saying Morgan is dead, we all know, and the people who wrote these articles know, that he was saying it metaphorically. Okay, the old Morgan is dead. There's a new Morgan Jones now. But man, the clickbait was out in, oh man, scores today. Morgan, you know, you know, Fear the Walking Dead teaser says, you know, Morgan is going to die. I'm like, come on, guys, really? Really? Uh, I mean, I know everybody wants their article to get viewed and so on, but come on, come on, be a little original, uh, talk about clickbait, uh, let's see, Samperson writes, Viz, do you think Diane is, uh, unstated, what do you mean exactly, uh, MA is with us on Instagram, saying hi, Post 900 is waving at us, Janie Joe loved all the pictures of Fear the Walking Dead. I'm glad you enjoyed them. Uh, SD says, good to see you again. Uh, I'm a white boy on YouTube, writes, yep, clickbait for sure. Yeah, I, I hate clickbait. I really do. 
especially when they get me and I'm like, oh, really? Oh, this sounds interesting. And you read through the article and I'm like, the title for this article is this app. You did not address a single thing in what you wrote in regards to the title of the article. That just really annoys me to say it in a nice way. It annoys me. Um, Undead Walking did an article on 10 characters on The Walking Dead who died too soon. Now, we've done similar articles uh, from, other mag from other media outlets, but let's go ahead and check them out, all right? Undead Walking is pretty cool. Let's see what they have to say, okay? And number 10 on the list, who uh, the characters on The Walking Dead who died too soon... I absolutely 100% agree with this one, Sadiq. We first saw Sadiq in the season premiere of season 8, uh, the start of All Out War, and his last episode was episode 7 of season 10, a total of 39 episodes in which he appeared in 27 of them. All right, number nine on the list. Let's see. Let's see. Come on, number nine. It's stuck. It's stuck. Come on, man. I want to see number nine. Gotta love these things. Let's try it again. You know what? I'm not going to let them beat me. Hold on a second. Let me flick back here. Let me do this behind the scenes here because I want to see this top 10 list and they are annoying me when the website doesn't work. Well, let's try it again. All right. Number nine, Megan Chambler. You guys remember Megan? Tara's niece. Uh, some fans of the show may not recognize this character's name since it has been six seasons since she appeared on The Walking Dead, but there felt like there were a lot of missed opportunities with Megan Chambler. This was uh, Tara's niece, her sister, uh, who got involved with the governor. Uh, while the attack was going on, uh, the governor was raiding the prison. She was playing by like a lake. And there was a buried walker. How many of you guys remember that? The buried walker uh, underneath a flood zone that was flooded. Uh, and this walker was trapped underneath a huge pile of sand. And of course, that walker comes out and takes a bite out of Megan Chambler. So there you go. That's number nine. This thing is going to get stuck again. Uh, I am not going to let it win. I refuse. I'm going to open up another browser and try it there. So bear with me here, guys. Because I do not give up. I do not give up. Come on. Oh, well. I'll just read it out to you guys. Okay, let's see if I can, uh, if I can, let me find this and let me read it out to you. Gotta love those Android uh, emulators. All right. 
10 characters on the Walking Dead who died too soon. Here we go. So this is going to have to do, because I actually do want to get through this top 10 list. So we did number 10, Sadiq. Number 9, Megan. Number 8, Milton. Guys, remember Milton? Episode uh, 303, episode 3 of season 3 is his debut. He died in the season finale. Uh, basically, uh, the governor wounded him, left him to turn and to take out Andrea. Number 7, Axel. Absolutely. Lou Temple. We all agree we would have loved to seen some more of Axel on the show. He also was a guest on our show. He uh, was in pretty much the entire half of the first se- first part of season three. He was one of the prisoners that they discovered when they took over the prison. And he was mercil- mercilessly taken out by the governor, just shot in the head while he was talking to Carol. Number six, Enid. Yes, Enid went too soon. She appeared in season five, episode 12. And she made it all the way up to Season 9, Episode 15. She was a victim in the Whisperer's uh, Fair Kingdom Kingdom Fair Massacre. Okay, number 5 on the list, T-Dog. Of course, T-Dog. We were first introduced to T-Dog in Season 1, Episode 2. One of the OG, the original gang. He made it all the way up to Season 3, Episode 4. In protecting Carol, when the prison was getting overrun, uh, he got bit. He got bit. He sacrificed himself protecting Carol. Number 4, Mika. Lizzie's sister, who was killed by Lizzie. Uh, We discussed this yesterday. This was uh, Michael Satrazimus' directorial debut. He, he directed this episode where Lizzie killed her sister, Mika. All right, number three, Noah. I know a lot of us would have liked to have seen a lot more of Noah. He was introduced in episode four of season five. He made it all the way to episode 14 of season five, a total of 11 episodes. And I've stated this before, Noah has suffered the most gruesome death that we have seen on camera to date on The Walking Dead. Even worse than Abraham and Glenn's death, where they basically get their heads demolished by Negan. I think uh, Noah's death was just a little bit more gruesome. All right, number two on the list, Sasha. She debuted in episode eight, season three. That was the mid-season finale of season three. And we lost her in the season finale of season seven. She would not let herself be used as a pawn by Negan against her friends. And number one that of a character that we lost way too soon is Dale Horvath. Dale, good old Dale. Uh, introduced uh, season one, episode one, and we lost him in season two, episode 11. He was in a total of 19 episodes. So out of that list, guys, uh, 
I think that list was very good, very accurate. I agree with it for the most part. But would you guys put Dale on number one on that list? Uh, you know, I would put, I would not have put Sadiq at number 10. I would have put Sadiq in at least the top four or five. I've stated this before and I'll say it again, guys. When we lost Carl, we lost Carl in exchange for Sadiq. Carl died saving Sadiq heroically. Uh, he wanted to save him. He wanted to bring him in. He was pissed off at his dad for Rick for scaring him off by shooting the, the gun over his head. Uh, but yeah, uh, I would not put Sadiq at number 10. For me, when we lost Sadiq, it was like a punch in the gut. It was a punch in the gut because I always saw Sadiq as the, the character we traded Carl in for, even though nobody can replace Carl. Uh, so when he was taken out by Dante, uh, it was a real blow for me. Uh, Xander is on YouTube writes, I definitely think sh uh, Sasha should not have died. Devana on YouTube also writes, I felt so bad for Dale. Xander's writes, poor, poor old Dale. Not number one to me, though. Uh, Devana also writes, I think Sadiq and Enid should be one and two. I agree with that. I agree with that. Singer on YouTube writes, no, Glenn, Abe, Carl, Sadiq. Those are my top four. Cat writes, I would not put Dale at number one. He'd be 10 on my list. He wasn't cut out for that life. I completely agree with you, Cat. Uh, Xander is also right. I definitely think Carly Nenad should be alive. I'm um, a white boy, writes, best justified killing goes to Father Gabriel. Yes, when he takes out Dante. He went all ape shit on Dante. He took out his frustrations. Abby on Instagram writes, Carl was such a good character, and I wish he would have lived to see his sister grow up. Yeah, we all do. We all do, but did not work out that way. Uh, Samperson writes, Carl died for nothing. That's why it was such a punch in the gut for me, because, you know, we lost Sadiq anyways, so... That kind of stung for me. So let's see what else do I have. Um, so let's get on to today's topic. The Screen Rant did do uh, an article. They love to do articles that pit the governor up against Negan. And they did a top 10 that's very similar to another article that we read a couple of weeks ago on who would win between the governor and Negan. Like I said, we sort of covered it before. I put it on here maybe to do it or not, but it's something we've already covered. So let's go into today's topic. And today's topic, we're going to break over two days. Okay, guys? We're going to make this a two-part because we do have a lot of material on this. We are going to be discussing the best decision a character has made in the Walking Dead universe so far. Okay? Uh... Now, you'll find a lot of our articles out there focusing on what were the worst decisions made by characters on the show. But it's interesting that there aren't many things to read when it comes to some of the good decisions that have been made by characters on The Walking Dead. So, while I go through the list that I have, if you can think of another great decision 
that a character has made, please feel free to share them. Uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts on what you guys have to say in the, on this topic. So let's get started, and we're going to start with Rick. Now, Rick has made some pretty big decisions, and a lot of these are arguably not the best for anybody, including himself, but he's also made tough choices that ended up being the right ones. Let's talk about the three decisions that Rick made in the earlier seasons which have had an impact to how the rest of the show has developed. Um, I've chosen the most for Rick's character in tonight's topic because I really think people should have been very critical about his worst decisions in a lot of the discussions, so we're going to be a little bit generous today. These particular decisions were what I thought were among the best he did make during his time on the show. I'm pretty sure there are many that he has made, but in the interest of time, we're just going to go with three of them. The first one is Rick's decision that he made for the group to go to the CDC in season one. Shane, if you guys remember, strongly opposed this and insisted they had better chances of finding a safe place by going to Fort Benning which was meant to be a secure military base. At this time, Rick wanted for them to travel to the CDC in the hopes that they'll find a cure and save Jim, who's also going to be a guest on our show uh, on September 18th, by the way. Uh, Jim was bitten by a walker. The group uh, was faced with a decision on who to follow, Rick or Shane. Ultimately, they decided to go with Rick to the CDC except for Morales and his and his family who he, who headed to Birmingham, Alabama. Now we thought that was okay. Morales, we did not see him again for uh, seven plus years. And then he just shows up uh, during all out war uh, being changed as Rick has changed after so many years. You guys, I don't know if you remember his appearance in that one episode when they start out all-out war and Rick goes in and he finds him, he remembers him, Morales remembers Rick, and Daryl comes in from behind because Morales was holding a gun to Rick and Daryl takes him out. And what I love about that scene is uh, Rick was about to tell Daryl do you know who that was? He's like, yeah, I knew who that was. Like, he didn't even care. Yeah, he didn't. He's like, we knew him a long time ago. We haven't seen him in years. Doesn't matter who he, if we knew him before. Uh, that's Daryl realizing that so much time has passed. That might as well been a stranger because they have no idea who he is. What's he? What's he about right now? Because they have all gone through the same transformation. So anyway, uh, even though Jim couldn't make the entire journey, they kept going, following the events that occurred at the CDC with Jenner blowing the place up, the group also lost Jackie, and the hopes of finding a cure was dashed. This was still the better decision that Rick made compared to heading straight to Fort Benning because we do find out later on 
that the base was already overrun by walkers anyways. The CDC is also when Rick finds out that they are all carrying this disease that is turning everyone into a walker when they die. They may have worked this out later on, but having Jenner's word gave them the certainty they needed to be ready when they're faced with putting down one of their own when a death occurs, whether it's caused by a walker bite or not. I know that they did decide after the CDC to go to Fort Benning, but other things happened on their way and Fort Benning just didn't pan out. The next best decision that Rick made is killing Shane. Uh, It wasn't a decision that he pre-planned. He was sort of forced into it. And uh, it was either Rick or Shane. And Rick got the upper hand and he took out Shane. Now, when we look back at that scene, there was a brief window where Rick was faced with the choice of continuing to talk down his best friend Shane and try to disarm him or finish their feud right then and there. Rick said, even said to Shane, there is still a way back from this. This. Nothing's happened here. We're going to lay down our guns and we're going to walk back to the farm together. Back to Lori, back to Carl, and put this all behind us. Shane appeared to contemplate this as Rick starts to hand him his gun. And it was then that he had to make that split-second decision that he would have to live with for the rest of his life. And it's a decision that he cannot turn back from. And it haunted him till the day we lost him. And we know that because when he's bleeding out, uh, one of the few people he hallucinates about is Shane. Uh, Rick stabs Shane in the chest and you could see the toll it has taken on Rick to make this decision. He was distraught. He told Shane's Uh, He held Shane's hand up until he died. This was his best friend. He's known for a long time. And despite the fact that he tried to murder Rick, Rick still grieved for him. And Rick still loved him. He did. And I really do believe deep down inside, Shane loved Rick. But for lack of a better term... The bad side of Shane just took over. It just took over, clouded his judgment, his decision-making skills, and everything else. He wasn't, he wasn't, he lost it. He went over the edge. He wasn't thinking clearly. Now, if you're asking me why this is on the list of best decisions, think about this. If Rick allowed Shane to live, do you think that Shane would forget about everything that happened between them? Uh, Remember that Lori was carrying Shane's unborn child. Uh, Rick knew this. Lori knew this. Shane knew this. Shane would have finished what he started by killing Rick the next chance he got. And if Rick died, this would have made a massive impact on what happens to all of them. And you can really say that if Rick died, if Shane got the better of Rick that night, None of them would be alive today. You can very much make that argument. 
I honestly don't think they would have made it very far beyond the farm as Shane as the leader. He was unstable. He was a liar. He couldn't be trusted. These are not the makings of a good leader. So, the third best decision. The third best decision that Rick made, which turned out to be the best that would be, is deciding to to take Michonne in, into the group. And this decision came after Rick's not-so-great decision of almost surrendering her to the governor. It wasn't long until everyone realized that Michonne is one of the most important, badass members of the group. She also became much more than that through her bond with Carl, and of course, later on, her romantic involvement with Rick as well. No doubt Michonne and Rick's uh, relationship did a full 360. If you guys remember, Rick uh, not, did not allow Michonne to return to the, to the prison and accepted her into the group. Sorry, sorry, I, uh, I didn't say that right. Yeah, he, uh, he had not allowed Michonne to return to the prison and accepted her right into the group. The governor would have killed him. him. The governor would have killed her. The governor wanted to kill everyone at that prison. No doubt about it. And he hated Michonne the, the absolutely the worst. He hated Michonne from the very beginning because she saw through him. She saw exactly what the governor was all about. Andrea was the blind one. Andrea tried to warn her, uh, but... That's a whole other topic right there. Now, it was Michonne who stabbed the governor through the back when he clearly um, had the upper hand in that hand-to-hand combat scene with Rick. Uh, that's the uh, mid-season finale of season four. He was on top of Rick, his hands around his throat, strangling him. Rick maybe had another couple of seconds before he passed out and died. So... The next character that we're going to discuss is Carl, Carl Grimes. Uh, One of the most notable decisions he has made in his young life would be bringing Sadiq to Alexandria, which goes hand in hand to what we were discussing just a few moments ago on how it was just a kick in the gut when we lost Sadiq because Carl ultimately sacrificed himself for Sadiq and then we lose Sadiq as well. Now, you guys remember that this decision was ironically the result of what Carl thought was a wrong decision made by Rick, his father. When Sadiq was first introduced to the show, Rick almost killed him out of no reason other than mistrust and outsiders. Carl, on the other hand, thought his father was wrong this time and decided to have Sadiq without even knowing the value that this stranger had to offer. Carl didn't know he was a doctor. Of course, it's later revealed that he is a doctor prior to the outbreak. He was in medical school. He was a resident, which means he finished medical school. A resident is the last step that you do. You're already a doctor when you're a resident. It's just the last thing you got to do to get fully accredited. But anyway... Uh, 
And if I believe correctly, he had performed like three surgeries at that point as well. If Carl had not made that decision to take in Sadiq, how many lives would we have lost? Uh, I can think of one straight off the bat. Negan would be dead. Uh, when uh, Rick slashed Negan's throat, it was Rick telling Sadiq to go save him. There was nobody else that could have saved Negan uh, at that in that group. No. Negan would have bled out very quickly if it wasn't for Sadiq. While some of you could also say, well, if Carl didn't bring Sadiq, he would have been bit, he would not have been bitten by the walker. True. That may be true, but Carl was bit when he went back out there with Sadiq to hunt the walkers, which were after Sadiq was originally the walkers that Sadiq was killing. Remember to honor his mom. Because his mom believed that uh, the dead should be put down to rest. And Sadiq tells this story to Carl. And Carl helps him out in putting down the, whatever walkers they come across. Anyhow, if you think about what Sadiq has done because of Carl's decision, he has saved a lot of people. Hilltop and Alexandria had both lost their medical professionals thanks to the saviors. Uh, both Dr. Carson and Denise were killed. I don't recall who was the doctor uh, at the kingdom. Does anybody remember the kingdom even having a doctor? I don't think they did. And if they did, it wasn't mentioned. Uh, let's see. Uh, Stenningall writes, did Carl know that Sadiq was a doctor? No, no, he didn't. No, Carl did not know anything about Sadiq. Uh, so let's see, where was I? Uh, I don't think the kingdom had a doctor. At least if they did, he was never mentioned on screen. If I'm wrong about that, guys, please let me know. Uh, Sadiq also started training Enid, which ultimately saved Aaron's life when his arm was crushed by the log that fell on it in season 9. Um, Aaron would have died from blood poisoning if Enid did not amputate his arm and if it wasn't for Sadiq. Enid would have been uh, armed with the, would not have been armed with the knowledge or the confidence to perform that kind of surgery. So we could see the pattern here of how one decision leads to another decision from both good and bad. We have seen this on the show numerous times. Uh, you save one life, that one life ends up saving more lives. But you make a bad decision, then you end up losing a lot of people. So, anyway. Uh, what might not have looked like incredible, impressive decisions at the time that were made, these decisions did have a profound impact along, I don't, down the track, down the road. So, I want to see if we have enough time before we start our next character. Uh, the, these are big characters, so I'm going to hold off and leave it here for tomorrow. Uh, because we have a lot of these characters and just various decisions that they've made to talk about. So I'm going to hold it right here. And we have maybe two or three minutes. I'd love to hear from you guys. Uh, just scrolling through the chats here. 
standing goal asked that question by is giving us a smiley love face on uh instagram uh nikki decca is with us asking me how am i doing today i'm doing well nikki thank you for being with us let's see what's going on on youtube xander's writes i definitely think carl and needed should still be alive uh cat writes i would put noah enid and Sadiq. you guys are talking about that list uh lindsey sparks writes nope i agree with rick's decision to go with the cdc a good call cat also agrees with that as well and we could all say that now uh knowing that the that fort benning fell but between going i can't blame shane for wanting to go to a military base because logic would tell you that hey the military base has the means and resources to protect itself and would not be on the top of your mind thinking that that place has also fallen as well. But looking back with hindsight, yeah, we can all see how going to the CDC was the right decision, even though Jenner tried to blow them all to high hell. Uh, Lindsay on Facebook writes, yep, I agree that uh, with with the Michonne thing, Michonne was awesome. Moj is with us on Facebook. Hello. Uh, Moj is from Iraq. Welcome. Anyway, guys, uh, one last time, just scrolling through the chats to see if I missed anything. I want to thank all you guys for joining me tonight. Please visit our website uh, to see uh, upcoming guests. That list is growing. Um see featured episodes, uh, recent episodes, submission forms. You guys are encouraged to submit your videos, pictures, anything interesting you come across. You could submit your questions for any one of our future guests, and we have quite a few of them lined up. So please visit deathtalklive.com. Also, please uh, go to our... um, youtube channel which is called walking dead now and please subscribe if you have not already done so uh thank you so much for joining me tonight i'll be back on the air again tomorrow same time and until then guys remember to stay walking